Coming up on The Unscrewed Mind, Rusty and I have spent the last five weeks covering some Neville Goddard lectures, so we thought it'd be a good idea to take an episode and do a quick review of everything we've talked about so far. So we're talking about the pruning shears, we're talking about the art of dying, both coins of heaven, and the pearl of great price. And if you haven't had an opportunity to check out our YouTube channel, make sure you do that. We're pumping out tons of great content, and the podcast goes up in video format every Friday afternoon. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. So, welcome to the Unscrewed Mind, episode 27, and we have a great episode today. We're doing a kind of an end to our Neville Goddard, the last last five episodes, if you haven't heard them, were over Neville Goddard, and five lectures that we looked into. We have read several of Neville's books, I've listened to several of them, and just this is just going to be a good introduction or a good refresher for anyone out there that's looking into Neville. A lot of good information, and you will see that the information ties into each other very good. Yeah. And it really is a, a lot of the time, it, it's the same information, and Neville's just telling it in a different way to try to spark that person to understand or, you know, to, to explain it to somebody else in a different manner, just like when you would explain anything. And he does a really good job of coming up with different scenarios on it. So, um, yeah. And, and I like the idea of this review too, because that way you have to spend, I mean, obviously I want you to spend four hours listening to the last five episodes that we have, but maybe in listening to the summary, you might like one specific aspect of one of these lectures and you can go back to that episode of our podcast and and listen to it. So uh, I think this was a great idea, Rusty, and I'm excited to do this one. It gave me an opportunity to go back through and I think I picked up on some things that maybe I missed the first time around. So it was it was a good experience all the way through. Anyone that is out there, Bob Proctor, um, any of the big YouTubers, uh, they're going to be talking about repetition of this information. So if you're hearing something again, it may click with you differently than it did the first time through. And like I just said, that's what Neville's doing as well. And it's just so important to continue to study and learn this information because uh, there's been countless times that I have had a different understanding of something that I've read six months ago by just reading it again today. It's because I've grown in the information and there's just a different understanding of it uh, for sure. And I, right. I sometimes I will uh, call Matt and be like, did you know that this happened? And he's like, yeah, you, yeah. you said it six months ago. <laughs> so uh-huh. maybe mm-hmm. it's just me that has that problem. But- or you'll call me or I'll call you and I'll say something and you'll say, Matt, I told you that six months ago. And I'll be like, I'm pretty sure I came up with it Yeah, on yeah. my own. And this is my own idea. Um, we're just going to do key takeaways. Uh from each one of the lectures and kind of give a brief summary. The first one that we did was the pruning shears. And it's it's about revising your day. And not only can you do it, but it's something that you should actively do on a daily basis. Yep. And, and keep in mind, this is this is something that you have to work at. It's not something that is just going to come to you. Like I said, tell you to revise your day. 
you're going to revise it tonight and you're going to forget about it tomorrow and the next day. And that's why it's so important to keep coming back to this. And it's going to be, you know, maybe a 30, 40, maybe even an hour period of time that you're spending every night thinking about these different things that we're talking of, or when you're doing your meditations, whenever you decide to do it, but it is not just something that is super simplistic for you to do. I, at least it doesn't feel that way to me. No, I I think I've mentioned this on the previous episodes that I, I fall asleep in the middle of doing or, or my brain kind of runs off in a couple thousand different directions and I got to I got to bring it back. So it's definitely a muscle that you have to exercise and you have to flex, mm-hmm. uh, but it's it's worth doing. And and one one thing I want to point out, this is kind of my takeaway from the last time I from reading this yesterday is kind of a review. Um, Neville talks about revision as um, the power of Jesus inside of you. And revision is as much about reliving the day in a positive aspect as it is about forgiving the people in your life that may be falling short. And he says that um, to sin in this in this instance is to have a dream or a wish and to not fulfill it. So when when you're revising that person who's falling short of what they want, whether they want a job or whether they want a new car or whatever, you're forgiving them for sinning and you're making your reality or your world a better place because everyone that you know and everyone you see, everything you experience is within your reality. So I thought that that was super powerful. And then the real the real key of this is if you have um, a negative relationship with someone or a bad experience with someone and you revise it, you're uh, essentially forgiving them for that. You're replaying this situation in a more positive way. And then when you wake up tomorrow and you see that person again, you're going to have a more positive outlook on this meeting and you're going to have a more positive experience. And if you do this every night, Obviously, that first night, it may be tough. But if you do that every night, then eventually you're going to love this person as Jesus would love this person. And you're going to have um, an awesome relationship. Yeah. And this works 100 uh, percent. When when I've used it, uh, I can tell a difference in the way that that person is interacting with me because my thoughts that I'm giving off are, are changed. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's one of the really uh, one of the most important takeaways because you need to um, squash the relationship issues that you have in the in the uh, you know holding a grudge against somebody or being mad at them for a certain reason because another thing that Neville talks about is is those people are in states yeah Um, so you can't really hold somebody accountable for something that they're really not in control of. <laughs> right. Right. And he also says too, you're responsible for every person you meet, you know? Like they're they're you again. And yeah. um one one thing that I wrote down is you need to be be wary of the things that you judge. If it's something that you judge in another person, then it's something that you should definitely spend some time revising that night so that you can be at peace with that when you wake up. Um, and for you to truly be free, you have to revise your day and let go of all the things that stressed you out or that held your attention throughout the day so that the, they don't carry over into the next day. And that's that's truly being free and more conscious. So the the next lecture that we talked about was the art of dying. And like I said, some of these are going to tie back into each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but main, the main point of the art of dying was the old you has to die for the new you to come about. Mm-hmm. And it's every, 
it's every part of you that is not what the new is. So if there's a small part of you that you're holding on to, it will prevent you from being able to make that final leap into whatever that you're wanting to do. You have to let every part of you die. And as you look further into start meditating and changing the way that you do things, dropping habits from your life, you'll notice that there's friends, there's uh, acquaintances, and there's just different people in your life that are going to view you from a different standpoint than they have Mm -hmm. before because you are truly not the person that you used to be. And that's something that uh, Bob Proctor talks a ton about. And, you know, Bob, Bob studied Neville as well and mentions him a lot in uh, different seminars and things. And, you know, just understanding that that's okay, that the person might not like you as much as they did in the past, because that just means that you're growing and maybe the thing that they saw in you wasn't something that you actually want in your life anyway. True, true. The the thing that that I took away from this is that um, you're the you're the sum total of all of your beliefs, right? And the things that you believe again are just in your reality. So um, tying into the revision piece from the pruning shears, anyone you meet, any situation that you experience, anything that you go through, leaves an impression on you, on basically what Neville refers to as your divine image. And so your um, the key to like the art of dying is that for you to get past whatever situation you have to revise it. And by doing that, you kill that piece of you or that part of your impression dies. And through that you level up and you move forward. And so you give up any belief that you now entertain and you, you, you get past that and you become a completely different person and um, powerful, powerful stuff. And you can't, you can't move forward unless you let the pieces that are holding you back die, basically. Yeah, I mean, letting go is what this is all about. So, is, yeah, which is hard to do, you know? It's very hard to do. Oh, yeah. Or and is it easy? I don't know what I'm supposed to say here. I'm supposed yeah. to say it's easy and assume it's done? Like, I don't I don't know. Neville's got me tripped yeah. up. Yeah. That wraps up The Art of Dying. So after The Art of Dying, Rusty, we did what, I, what I've termed the fake coin of heaven. Yeah. Because we got sucked into the lecture going around on the internet that was kind of a summary of like 20 lectures all in a row. And he, he mentions, mentions the coin briefly, but he really talks about yeah. a bunch of other stuff. And um, there were still some, some interesting little gems of information in there and some little, little tidbits about the fake coin. And the two pieces that we really liked from here. And we talked a lot about were the, the tracks that all of us find ourselves on and then the garden, which is kind of a, a nice metaphor for everything you want spiritually and how healthy your spiritual life is. And I know that right. that track piece really spoke a lot to you. Yeah. Just uh, he basically mentions that every person is on a track. And this goes back to um, the art of dying as well, that you don't want to get mad at somebody because they're in a state and mm-hmm. it's they're on that track as well. So their whole life is mapped out. Everybody's life is mapped out and you're just on this track and you're repeating these things over and over multiple lives, not just once, but you just keep coming back to this same life. And the only way that you're going to remove yourself from the tracks is 
to basically accept the fact of that God is within you and that you can do anything that you want to do, but you have to allow yourself to understand that information and hold it, you know, as the complete truth. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you're going to continue down that road over and over again. And, you know, I see you see people, even the things that we're talking about today is a path that we were supposed to go down. And when I I always um, see people that are challenged with certain types of information or completely repeating things that they've done in the past, or you know somebody that keeps dating a certain type of person or uh, in getting a certain kind of relationship in their life. Goes out drinking every Mm -hmm. night on the weekends, you know, it's just talk stuck in that pattern. And I, I did a YouTube video on, uh, shadow work this past week. And it, it talked, it was interesting about how your shadow contains patterns and you don't even know that those patterns are in control. And, uh, it's interesting that you mention uh, past lives because the shadow can also contain bits of information from your past life. And, um, you know, if you don't take care of it now, it could follow you into the next one. And mm-hmm. you'll just be mad and you're mad for what seems like no reason, but really deep down, you know that you're following this path that you don't want to be on. And it's uh, it's really important to know where you're at and understand um, which the key point that I think Neville tries to give you in all of these lectures is that you're powerful. You're God. You don't yeah. have to do you don't have to deal with any of this or do any of it if you don't want to. And at any moment, you can snap your fingers and you can be exactly what you want to do, be and doing yep. exactly what you want to do. You just have to say the word and it happens. It's about ig- ignoring the current reality that you're in. And that's what Neville talks about a ton is ignoring it. And that's why mm-hmm. you're going into the meditation or the wish fulfilled every evening because you wake up, you go to a job or you go do something that you wish you wouldn't have done the next day. A lot of us will sit there and be upset about something for months, weeks, oh, yeah. days, whatever. I've really gotten to the point where when something happens that I'm uh, upset at myself about is mm-hmm. I pretty much just tell myself, it's okay. It's not a big deal. We're going to, yeah. you know, it's not going to be that way anymore. And it just has helped me because used to, I would think about something, go back to it, relive it, have the conversation with the person in my head, something I wish I would have said or something Mm -hmm. like that. But it's never been from a positive perspective. Yeah. Like I think of what I would have said to really get them back or, you know, something (laughs) like that. How to win the fight or punch them, you know, like put them in a chokehold, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So start doing that, except doing it from the perspective of an outcome that everyone involved would like. Mm-hmm. And that that's going to be way better for everybody because who wants, who really wants any kind of enemy or confrontation in their life? And, th- and in that way, you're forgiving yourself. You're forgiving anyone else that might've been involved. And, you know, you're, again, you're setting yourself free from something that shouldn't condemn you for anything other than the present moment. Cause it's, it's gone right. at that point. It's absolutely yep. gone. And then we touched a little bit on the garden. I want to make sure that we move through all these pretty quick. The garden oh, yeah. is kind of a, um, 
it's a metaphor for hey uh, if you when you're when you're doing your revision if you don't know anything specific or you can't concentrate on something specific then you can just imagine you watering their garden and those plants or those bushes or those things flowering and growing you know basically being super successful and by doing that you are lifting that person up and you're giving them energy or you're giving them power um, yeah. so if you if it's hard like me if it's hard for you to imagine and maintain that focus and it's much easier to just stand there with the with the hose of power and just sprinkle some some power some juice on the trees you know yeah um, then we moved on to the real coin of heaven and this one the title coin of heaven actually made a lot of sense because he talks about a two-sided coin yeah um, one side has uh, the mind on it or uh, Neville refers to it as imagination. And then the other side has speech, which are the two things, um, you know, that God has that he gave to you and your God, basically. I mean, it's, um, I don't know, like what, what did you, what did you want to go back to here? What, what was the the main takeaway from this one for you? Just looking at everything that you do is an investment, whether it comes down to, the way that you're eating, the, what you're thinking about, what you're spending your money on, what you're um, say, spending your time on, just everything in your life, looking at it from an investment standpoint mm-hmm. instead of, I, I mean, if you start thinking from an investment standpoint, how often are you going to sit there and stew about something that you're mad about? Or how often are you going to purchase something that you have no desire to actually have. You start thinking of like sit on the couch and just spend hours watching TV shows. You know, Uh, if you're, if you're investing your time, you expect to get something back. You're not necessarily getting anything back from that, you know? So I didn't mean to interrupt. I just wanted to like that one was just sticking out in my mind. Yeah. Even, even on food, if you start thinking oh. about food as an investment, yeah, then uh, I've started um, tracking my macros across the board uh, and Matt's been doing it for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, or he rather, he's tracked his food for a very long time. We'll yeah. say that. I'm not really and, worried, worried about macros, but I've been, yeah. I've been weighing my food for a while, which is, which is kind of the same thing, but not really. Yeah. And so, the, um, it's just, it's made me think differently about food and, um, you know, you're, you're using it for energy. So the investment of what you're eating is going to enable you to do something different or do something, you know, you're going to use the energy expenditure off of that food to do whatever. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think that that's a, I just think the thinking of everything from an investment standpoint and your family, I mean, invest the time that you have with them to do something that is going to make everyone's life better instead of just sitting and watching TV together, because nobody's going to be like, remember when we watched TV together 30 years ago? (laughs) No. no one, no one's going to remember that. That's, that's hilarious. Well, except maybe my kids, because that's, for a long time, that's kind of all we ever did together. But we're we're making a lot of memories together now. I want you've been reading a lot in the past few episodes. I copied and pasted this from uh, the Real Coin of Heaven. I want to read this because I I think okay. this gets to the core of what Neville believes. I can form my thoughts in words. 
I can take my thoughts and form them into words that would imply the fulfillment of my dream? Am I now bold enough to assume that I realize my dream before it's visible in my world? This is the wish fulfilled. It's basically saying you have, God gave you the power to, to imagine, gave you the power to imagine in the shape of words. If you can imagine in your brain, can you take it that next step further through belief and faith and believe wholeheartedly that what you imagine is true in your life? And if you do that, that's living in the end. That's the wish fulfilled. And that's his, isn't it wonderful technique where if you can get to that point where you feel it and you know it's real, that's when you can say, isn't it wonderful? And you can expect to manifest that without having to do a whole lot. I thought that was really cool. And then the mountain example where he talks about, um, you know, the story about you could, if you wanted to, you could move that mountain into the sea. Like, but does anyone really believe wholeheartedly that they have the power within them to do that? And so yeah. I wrote this down and I, I want to ask you this before we uh, move on to uh, the, the Pearl of Great Price. Do we take on too much? Like if you were to start bench pressing, you're going to bench press the bar first and then you're going to start adding more weight. Do we give up on manifesting because we try and move the mountain the first time? And is this a muscle that we should be flexing and exercising before we move forward and try and, and tackle the big stuff? Like, are we, are we going about it backwards? Yeah. So my feelings on that are, is that no, you're not trying to manifest something too large, too early. Mm -hmm. However, your expectations of the speed of you receiving that manifestation may be too much for you. Yeah. So if you have uh, and we've talked about this in the past. If you have an idea of how long something could take and you can't change that thought process in your mind, then that is something that you would need to focus on more than the manifesting. Because we've mentioned this in the past about the cars. Mm -hmm. uh, you can manifest a certain color car into your life just by thinking about it. I mean, a couple of minutes over the course of a couple of days and I manifested uh, somebody driving a, basically a school bus uh, yellow car that I've uh -huh. never seen before. Yeah. So if you want to see a manifestation happen, you got to do something that you think is simple. And this is kind of like um, Abram or Esther says about the, the button or yeah, whichever one you want, the button in the castle. Uh, both of them are just as easy to manifest as the other. It's just you think that a button is easier to manifest than a castle. So, yeah, I, I don't think that you can go too fast on anything, but I do think that you can make yourself discouraged by thinking that it should be here at a certain time period. So this, I got chills because that led perfectly into the Pearl of Great Price because mm -hmm. you talked about your expectations or what's holding it back. Yep. And the thing is, you believe something other than you has to happen for your manifestation to happen. Yeah. And what you need to do is give up that belief or you need to let go of that requirement and or sell what you have put your faith in mm -hmm. and use the money you get to buy the pearl of great price. And the, that pearl is the simple fact that you have the power to do anything that you want and you don't need anyone else to do anything for you. You just need to believe that you have the power and the universe will bend to your will and make it make it freaking happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 The pearl of great price is, is you have to accept wholeheartedly that your imagination creates your reality. Your imagination is God. You are part of God and everything in your reality is controlled by you. So 
quit looking outside for somebody to do something and start realizing that your thought patterns are what is actually creating what's going on. And if you continue to think that this has to happen in order for this to happen, then you're going to be waiting forever. Yeah. And he tells the story about how he used to be an astrologist and read the charts and he mm-hmm. trained this girl on how to do it too. And he shows up to the office and the girl was super upset because a guy came in and said, hey, um, I'll give you a hundred bucks or whatever if you yeah. can make so-and-so happen. And she read the charts, told him it was going to happen. And uh, you know, when after he left, she realized that she read the charts for the wrong dude. So she read yeah. someone else's star charts for this guy and her, her and Neville were freaking out like, we, we got to give him his money back. And the guy came back like same day, whatever, and handed her the money and was like, everything went exactly how you yeah. said it would. And that's when Neville learned that from this guy's point of view, the stars were aligned and everything was going to work out for, for him no matter what. And his point of view made it happen. And their charts didn't mean anything at all. It was the fact that this guy put that faith inside himself towards it and it, yeah. and it was going to happen no matter what. I didn't get that the first time I read through it. Second time... It all just kind of flowed and made sense. And I was like, what a, yeah. now I know why that story is in there, you know? <laughs> well, it, it's kind of like if you want to make more money, do you think about how much money that you owe today or do you think about ways to make more money? And that's something that Bob Proctor talks about. And there's just, it's all about what you're putting your thought process in is if you continually look at something that's negative and think about the negative aspects then you're going to continually bring those negative things back into your life. So Mm -hmm. you change the thought to I'm abundant. That's what the affirmations are all about. Yeah, Uh, That's why you're listening to affirmations. That's why you're making affirmations for yourself Uh, and just saying something quick to yourself, like uh, success, abundance, uh, you know, just over and over again, because most of the time in our society, and we've said this several times, is you don't have people telling you about positive things about you all the time. Mm -hmm. If you get in a group of people, a lot of the the conversation is about something that's negative that's happened in our society. And they're talking to you about it. And you're thinking, used to, you're like, oh yeah, I saw that. And you're repeating it and you're saying it. And then it's bringing more of that into your reality. Mm -hmm. And you have control of it. And that's which uh, I can't remember which lecture that was in, but it, he was talking about his dad um, I, was at the fake coin of heaven where his dad was um, a mat or his dad was uh, the war that was going to happen 20 years later. His it dad was, the, was talking about it was the real coin of heaven, too, because in that one, he talks about how like you you can't give power to things that you read in the paper, right? right. Because the, the paper is just there to get you to consume more paper. And, you know, like that's one of those things that you should think in your mind. What a waste, you know, because yeah. it's it's not doing anything for you. Neville Goddard, wrap up, look into it, whatever. The thing that you uh, the thing that I can say about Neville Goddard is that you need to invest your time. You need to think positive thoughts about others. You need to realize that you have the power to do anything that you want. And you need to imagine those things and only hope good on everyone that you meet. And if you do those things, it will fundamentally change your life. 
Become a part of the Unscrewed Mind by following us on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Unscrewed Mind. Also, feel free to email Rusty and I. Our address is unscrewedmind at gmail.com. Tell us what you thought of the show, pitch a subject for a future show, or just say hi. And until next time, stay grateful.